Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is the ISTE 2019 wrap-up show. We just had a fantastic time in Philadelphia, and I am here with my good friend Eric Guys from the Got Tech Show. Eric, how are you today? Welcome to TeacherCast. Thanks for having me, Jeff. I'm doing great, and I'm pumped coming off at ISTE 2019 in Philly. It was right down the road for us. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Oh, you know what? I am so pumped, too. We had so much fun. 20,000 educators all came together in Philadelphia for one thing and one thing only. Eric, you know what that was? ISTE 2019. It was the cheesesteaks. We all had a great time tasting the pretzels, the ice cream, and enjoying each other's company at the world-famous Reading Terminal Market. But today we're going to be breaking down everything, or at least as much as we can, about the ISTE 2019 conference. We want to know what you guys thought. If you happen to be at ISTE... We would love to hear from you guys. Of course, you can always find us over on TeacherCast.net. Check us out on Twitter at TeacherCast and subscribe to all of our channels over at TeacherCast.net forward slash subscribe. I got to tell you, Eric, I've been going to ISTE now for the last seven years. I've been to Philly. I've been to Denver, Chicago, Atlanta, San Diego, San Antonio twice. I think that was all of them. This was absolutely by far my most favorite conference to be at. I met so many people and had such a good time. I got to ask you, this was your first ISTE. What did you think of it? Uh, I'll tell you this much. Uh, coming in, I had no clue what to think. Everyone kept telling me it's the greatest conference in the world, and I got to experience it, and I agree. There's so many different flavors there, whether you're there for PLN, whether you're there for uh improving your craft there's so much uh going on and there's a niche for everybody i i totally agree there were so many different sessions that were going on i think i counted almost 15 podcasting sessions which i was really excited about um in so many ways not only by by podcasters like us but also the vendors were getting into the podcasting platform we had such a good time we're going to be wrapping up everything here from our workshops to our vendor floor interviews and we We've also got some great sound bites. We had an opportunity to go out and meet everybody. Well, not everybody, but we had a chance to meet a lot of people at the conference and talk to them. We're going to be playing some sound bites from the conference, and we are looking forward to that. So let's just kind of see if we can break things down here. Um, Eric, again, you said this was your first ISTE here, and of course, it was great hanging out with you and your co-host, Nick. Um, First of all, what what was it about ISTE that was so special? I know you've been to conferences. I know you've been to ed camps and things. But as a, as a newbie, what made ISTE so amazing and so wonderful? Well, it has to be the people. I mean, the locations will change, but the people are pretty much the same that come to there. Everyone is so excited to wrap up a new school year, and it this conference just rejuvenates them for the next year. And people are excited to talk about what they have going on in their classrooms, things that they've tried, and they want to explore more and get more. They want to be able to go back and start working on something that they've learned from this conference. And that excitement, you know, is just phenomenal. Yeah, and that, that's one of those things that we in North Jersey or in, in the New York, you know, the Northeast here kind of have to take advantage of, you know, most of us go back to school at the end of August, um, even early September. However, 
you, you go to a mega conference like ISTE and you realize that there's a lot of people that are going back to school in early August, right? Like for, for many of them, summertime has been a couple weeks old, if not a month old. Whereas I know for you and I, like I wrapped up my school year on Friday, Saturday, I was in Philadelphia presenting with, I mean, I haven't even had a, a, a day off yet from everything here. I got to tell you, I enjoyed really just walking around, um, getting to see what was new. There was a lot of STEM there. There was a lot of virtual reality. We'll talk a little bit about all that stuff later. I had a great time hanging out at the Lego booth, at the Microsoft Education booth. The Google booth was rocking. Um, I had a fantastic time just really getting a chance to see things and meeting people. But I got to say, I wish I had just like one more day. I, I know by the time Wednesday rolls around and, you know, I was there at 2.30. You and I were both there at 2.30 when they turned the lights off and you could hear everybody who was left just doing this big, huge applause because it's finally time to go. Um, I don't know. I, I could have used just one more day. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I know I got down there on Monday, but I really believe that the last day should be more kind of relaxed, low key, long workshops, uh, yeah. something that allow you to work with the people that you met the whole week. Right. Uh, th that's, that's just my two cents. I enjoyed it, but we were so jam packed in our schedules that whole time that we were there that when two thirty came around and everything you know, the lights started to go off. They're starting to take the rugs up from the ground and everything. And you're just like, wait, that was it. I mean, that was it. it. That was it. It was the end of the it, stock trading day. There it is. It's 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 kind of like last day of school of, oh, you, you build and build and build. And, you know, it takes a couple of days, right? And, and you know, for those who haven't been to an ISTE conference, it really does say that ISTE is like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But don't let that fool you. Saturday morning, we're running sessions. I know people who were there on the Thursday and the Wednesday before doing sessions, meeting with school districts, you know, getting ready for the ISTE stuff going on. Saturday morning, just a, let's, let's just kind of do a quick wrap up here. Saturday morning, I, I showed up. We did two three-hour workshops. I got a chance to work with over 30 educational podcasters, and then we did over 30. It was an amazing for the tech coaching workshop. I was only expecting to have six people in attendance. Um, we had, Eric, more than 30 people show up to learn how to do instructional technology coaching. It was absolutely fantastic to see so many passionate people there wanting to do. And again, three-hour workshops to come and see... Um, what was going on that was awesome now monday we well i'll say this way on sunday I, I was at the microsoft education event um they 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 microsoft look microsoft always does a great job as does everybody else um in putting together these really special you know multi-hours it was like six hour event um that was great and then monday i did an isti bites session uh, eric did you happen to see any of the isti bites sessions I, I did not. Uh, we were presenting on Monday as well. Hmm. Um, so we we kind of focused on that. When we walked in on Monday and we went and we found our room, <laughs> uh, when we got in there, we, we thought we'd get a room that holds like 50 people. We had a oh. double-sized room that held over 200 people. There's 12 tables. There are 20 tables with 12 people per table. And we had pretty much a full room 
Yeah. And, and we were just like, uh, we better make sure that we're crossing our T's and dotting our I's. That, that, so. Is that scary? I, I, I mean, I got to say, when I walked in on Saturday and, you know, they cap those workshops at like 30 to 35 people, even though the room could probably hold 200 or so. Um, cause obviously they use the room for more than just, you know, one, one thing each, each year. But I got to tell you, that's, that's exciting when you walk in and you see like 200 people coming in for your session. The session right before us was a, was an author of a book and she had people standing in the back and we actually went in there 15 minutes before it ended mm-hmm. and we were just taking it all in. We were like, man, are we going to get this type of a crowd? We had no clue what to expect. And, uh, you know, we didn't have people standing in the back, but we definitely had full tables the whole way around. And every session that I looked in, it was the same. Yeah. All, every single table was filled. So, and, I, I mean, I felt all 20,000 people that were at the conference. All yeah. Week. And and I felt the same exact way, you know, when, when we did our two thirty on Monday, I think it was our podcasting workshop. I saw you and Nick were in there too. Um, it wasn't full, but there had to be more than a hundred people in there, which is a huge, huge room, right? It's, it's awesome to get that many people. But again, when you're sitting there at ISTE and, and the rooms are just the size that they are, um, it's scary. It's hard to read the rooms. I think I, I mentioned this to you before. Like, you start going into your your presenter routine. You start, you know, trying to feel comfortable with, within yourself and within the room, and you realize that you're not getting the reactions you're used to. But you realize that someone's sitting like forty yards away from you, trying to kind of be with you and 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 feel what you're doing with all that stuff. It it is weird just to be able to stand there and present in front of that many people. And I got to tell you, I love it. I absolutely had such a good time. Um, tell me a little bit about with, with what you and Nick were doing. I mean, did, did it take a little bit of time to get used to the sessions, to the settings? I mean, how, how did you handle your presentations? Cause so many people who are listening to this might be sitting there going, how do I present next year? Yeah, I think that's a great question. The first thing we did is we made sure that we got into ISTE as early as we could on Monday morning because we were both driving in and we wanted to find our room. And that took some time because that convention center is huge. Right. And uh, so once we found our room, we we kind of got a, the lay of the land and, and we kind of figured it out in our head and we talked it over back and forth. But three things that I can suggest. The first thing is, is always get there early, find your room do a test on your uh, tech equipment. And they had a testing room for your tech equipment, which was pretty cool. Uh, the second thing is uh, always have a backup. Uh, so we had a little bit of issues with Wi-Fi. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it happens. Uh, credit to the tech people. Yes. There. They got it corrected. Um, so that was awesome. And the third thing is, is just have fun because when we got there, I had a adrenaline rush. When you see 200 people and this is your first time presenting at a major conference in front of 200 plus people, you know, you're either going to one um, kind of get all nervous and let that affect your presentation and you're going to rise to that occasion. I, you know, I think that we did that the best way that we could do that is by talking to the people in between the sessions. Yes. So people are coming in, you have a conversation with them, you know, something about a couple of the people in the room. It feels like, you know, a lot more people than what you actually do. And, you know, I I like that. I, I, I started doing that in orchestras when I was guest conducting, you know, you, you show up early, 
and and you make friends. You shake hands. How you doing? I always try to ask, you know, what brought you here today? And because you never know, you might have a presentation that's geared towards one thing and then you realize, oh, everybody wants to learn about this other aspect of the topic. And, you know, you might need to shift things on the fly a little bit or adjust your, your presentation a little bit. I always give that recommendation to, to people who I work with who are, you know, new presenters. Meet the room. Get yourself comfortable. Don't, you know, don't go in and stand in the corner. Don't fidget with your technology. Go in and introduce yourself. Kind of let yourself feel out the room there. I got to tell you, it's great. Um, You know, as I was saying, Monday morning, we did these ISTE Bytes sessions. And, a, and, a, and an ISTE Byte is essentially a two-minute pitch, right? And they did these a couple of times. Um, I, I don't even know if they did them every day, but they did them a couple of times on Monday where they get 20 people. And it really is 20 of the top presenters. I'm not just saying that to, to pat myself here. But um, I mean, it, when you look at the people who they had up there, they had Lee Zeitz with me. They had Eric Kurtz. They, they had so many different people that were in that group. And you essentially have two minutes to walk up on stage and you are in one of the... You know, it's not the keynote room, but it's a good size room. I mean, there has to be four or 5,000 seats in this room. Um and you give a two-minute pitch to to entice people to come to your session. And you realize that maybe in this room that sits, again, a couple thousand people, maybe there's 30 or 50 or 60 people in there. And, of course, it looks kind of dead. But what you got to remember and the reason why your heartbeat's going is they're actually live broadcasting the ISTE bites on every single TV across the entire ISTE conference. So you're not speaking to the to the you know handful of people who are in front of you. You're actually doing a live television show and everybody is getting a chance to see you. And oh, my goodness, Eric, that gets your heart racing like nothing else. Yeah, that's that's really cool, Jeff. Uh, one thing I did hear, someone was talking about the ISTE Bytes, and they kind of made this uh, scenario where they felt like they were going up f for, like, American Idol or yes. America's Got Talent, and it was their tryout. And they were afraid of getting red x <laughs> I guess that's, like, America's Got Talent. But uh, that's what someone uh, mentioned, that whole scenario. Like, And, and I think it's awesome. It's just another way to, you know, you have your traditional small conferences. And for me personally, I'm, I take each one of these conferences, you look at it, and you're trying to raise your game with the yeah. next conference. And I feel like this is a great one to wrap up everything. If you can get to that level, then you know that, you know, you've made it to a place where, where, you've expanded your practice enough that people appreciate that. And so kudos to you. I mean, you got up there and you got to do your, your two minute bite and that's awesome. It was, it was a great time. Uh, this was the second year I had a chance to do it. And you know, it's just one of those things, right? Like getting up there and, and being a presenter is really, really awesome. Um, the other thing I loved about ISTE was just walking around the vendor floor. I know you had a chance with Nick. We're going to play some sound bites a little bit later of, of what was heard and stuff like that. But what did, you know, have you ever been on a, a vendor floor that, that was like this, you know, it's just massive. Uh, no. <laughs> and, and you, you gave us the suggestion to get, uh, get to know the vendor floor, get to know the expo floor and yes. and make sure that you go up and you have conversations and, and things like that. 
the first day we spent three and a half hours there. The second day we, we did <laughs> like a six and a half hour stretch. Yes. Um, and then we left, we went to a session, we came back and we did another hour and a half. But the thing is, is as a tech coach myself, uh, you have to know the tech that's coming up that might be able to influence the way that your teachers teach and your students learn. And to me, one of the biggest takeaways is going to some of these uh, vendors that are, they might be startups or maybe they're two years in and you have real conversations with them. Uh, I spoke to one company about uh, digital research and uh, they're called Power Notes. Mm. And they're more in the um, college range of things. Uh, however, I see great use in them in my position at the high school level. So we had a just a conversation. We, yet, we, we, we brought something that is targeted for a higher audience, and, and we've tried to figure out if it is something that could be used at the K through 12 level or the 9 through 12 level. And sometimes it's good to play that game, right? So for instance, I might come up to you, Eric, as a vendor and say, hey, what are you doing? And you're like, hey, I sell, you know, blue shirts to college freshmen. I'm like, hey, have you ever thought that that seniors also need blue shirts too? And you're like, I, I never thought of that. And you're like, hey, here's three great ways that seniors can be wearing blue shirts. And and a lot of it is, yeah, going up and saying, I love your product. Um have you ever thought of? Uh, would you be able to get me a free code if I do X in exchange? Um, have you? Do you know these other people, right? Because a lot of the startups might be there for the first time. Um, I like to play matchmaker, right? I kind of do the little song and I do the little snapping and the dance and stuff like that. But I like to say, hey, why don't we try this company? And have you have you met my friends over here? I think your your products might want to go together someday. So I kind of play, you know, play, play matchmaker like that. And, and I it's something I've been doing for the last couple of years. And, you know, one of the things that I, I've met face on this year was just this concept of everything that we were looking at this year all had to do with this concept of having interconnectivity, right? I don't know if right. you noticed that, but there were so many applications out there that said, Hey, we're great, but now we partner with OneNote, or now we're exporting to teams or now we've got Google classroom integration or now we're whatever it is. It was so nice to see all of these different things going on that are now connecting to each other. Finally. Yeah. I, I think, that some companies are figuring out that yes, they have a great product, but matching themselves up with another great product makes a winner out of everybody. Uh, for example, you have Flipgrid and you have Wakelet. Uh, those two teaming up, I think that's awesome. I think that makes both of those resources, both of those ed tech tools, uh, it takes them to the next level. That's what it does. It I certainly does. Awesome. And you know what? I had a chance over at the conference to run around and, and talk to some of these vendors about these different things. I want to play a quick clip here from Brian Gray, the CEO of Remind. And I asked him the question, why is it important for these companies not only to be working together, but in their apps? Why is it important to have that interconnectivity and be you know inclusive with all of their features? So check out this interview that we did really quickly with the CEO of Remind, Brian Gray. Today's lives, we all use so many different services and applications, and we want to be able to, you know, one click away, connect those that are most relevant and most tangential. So for us, for example, 
communication becomes a really powerful uh, way to think about that interoperability and those connections because I'm going to communicate and send something out to a student if I'm a teacher and I want to send them a Google Doc. Well, guess what? You can do that from inside of Remind and then maybe the next day I want to send a picture from the field trip um, that I went on with the kids and I can do that inside of Remind. And then the next day I need to send something from a Quizlet flashcard set. So having all of that connected in one click away, it's really about ease of use and efficiency of, of how teachers in particular lead their lives and do their job. Um, and so, Eric, it's really interesting to hear all that stuff and try to figure out what is going on with these companies. I mean, it seems like the APIs for all these companies and the SDKs and all those other acronyms I don't really know about yet are, are just so much more apparently um, able to be shared. I mean, one of the things that we did here, um, I, and I, I had, I was working uh, alongside the Microsoft uh, education team a lot, and you know, things like Microsoft Teams, things like Flipgrid are now able to be used in so many different applications. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. It's only going to make teaching a little bit easier for the teachers, learning a little bit easier for the students, and really it's just going to make education a better uh, vehicle for students to progress their skills outside into the real world. Absolutely. And, and you know, one of the things that I've noticed is, you know, all these companies have ambassador programs. I think that's great. That gives teachers an opportunity to not only work alongside, but help be, you know, feature trier out and testers. I, I try not to say the word research and development. That puts a wrong connotation on the things. But, you know, if you're working with a company like a Flipgrid or, or like a Remind or like a Zoom or any of these companies, it is important that we are open with these companies and share not only the features that we want, but what works and what doesn't work in the classroom so that way they can improve their products for us. I, I absolutely agree there. And taking it a step further, they have the ambassador and then they all have the certification levels that go along with everything. And I really, really enjoy the fact that they have that because not everyone wants to go back and get their master's. Not everyone wants to go take a next level, but this allows uh, teachers to stay current and stay relevant and stay, uh, you know, practical in their craft. It allows them to grow. So all these things are great. And I, I can't express uh, how important it is to make sure that you're giving them the good and the bad. Right. I, I know a lot of people want to edit. You start off with two, two good things and then you go to the bad. Uh, me personally, I'd rather just have the bad. Um, so I can take care of it, but I could see both things uh, being relevant there for well, the company. Well, let's start with the good here. What what impressed you? That was there were there like one or two companies that you walked by and you said, "Man, they are killing it. They are good. I got to try them out next year with my students." I I, I got to be honest. Um, as far as screencasting goes, I've always been a screencast-o-matic guy. Uh, with Chromebooks a couple years ago, it was very hard to use that product. But over the last couple of years, they keep getting better and better and better. Uh, I love their editing features, and I, I just think it's very easy to use. But now that they're starting to get uh, in line with uh, Google and G Suite, yep. uh, it's just making that product so much more relevant to a lot of teachers that only know Google. And I think it is a product that can 
you know, compete with those that have already been integrated with the Google platform. I, I totally understand. Um, I, and I, I'm the same way. Like I, I spent a lot of time at, at two booths. Um, one of them was Soundtrap. Um, had an opportunity to, to do some recording down there. They actually built like, it was like a phone booth almost, but really it was like, it was a, it was a, it was a soundproof room where they actually recorded a best of ISTE podcast. And our good friend, Dr. Rod Berger had a chance to spend a, a, a lot of time in there. And he was just bringing on all-star guest after all-star guest. And, and, and I had an opportunity to, to sit down with him too, to talk about really what is the stat state of, educational podcasting and i was impressed with what soundtrap is doing i also had a chance to check out some of the virtual reality stuff there is a great company called merge um that is doing some amazing stuff in the vr world i gotta say have you had a chance to try all the all the vr goggles and the the expeditions and all that did you have a chance to play with those the 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 realities we we played around with them a little bit there is also one that did an escape room using yes. VR. I don't I don't remember what company that was, but uh I did enjoy that. And uh the other um the other company that I really enjoy in education is uh Texthelp. And they have a new product that they released called RyQ and that's going to be a game changer for those uh who grade like essays within um the G Suite platform. So they have another tool, Equasio, which was a game changer for math and science teachers uh, when bringing in equations into Google Docs and things like that. But RyQ allows you to grade. It automatically grades for grammar and spelling, but it gives you the statistics on that. And then they also have rubrics that allow you to uh, say that that student is at grade level, above grade level, below grade level, or whatever you want. And in August, they're supposed to be releasing another cool thing, which allows you to make your own rubrics. And I just think that's a game changer. That's awesome. I, I did not get a chance to see text help. The thing I love about text help is usually when they come out with a great app, they usually give out teacher, like pro teacher editions. I don't know if they're doing that this year. I, I don't want to speak on behalf of them, but they are always great. You know, I had an opportunity to, to really get personal with these companies. Some of them who I've known for many, many years. And I asked them the question, you know, what are teachers asking for, right? It's one thing for, us to go there and say what are you giving us but it's their job to listen so i want to play a couple of clips here the first one is from monica from a great company called ListenWise. uh the second one is again from our, our friend brian gray the ceo of remind and then the last one is from bria who actually was just on the teacher cast show from a great company called bulb who does digital portfolios and check out what they say teachers are asking for this year what I'm seeing teachers ask for this year is a lot about podcasts. Podcasts are so hot, and they want to know how their students can listen to them and how they can make podcasts. So we're excited to share with them some new professional development we have around helping them create podcasts, and then we have a huge collection of audio for them to use in their classroom as well. But I definitely see that hot podcast trend in education picking up steam. Yeah, so one of our core values as a company is to create simplicity for others, uh, and teachers love just how simple we make their lives. And, and part of that is kind of back to the uh, question you asked me earlier is how do we bring all the things that they're using in one unified way? And again, communication is key to that. And so they are always asking, well, can you integrate with Khan Academy? Can you integrate with, you know, Dreambox? So we'll continue to think about how do we make those services more accessible. We already do that today. Those services can actually share their content onto Remind. 
and then over time we want to make it so it's easier when you're in Remind to access those services and again just creating simplicity for teachers. Technology vendors. Uh, teachers are looking for a lot of different things, but I would say one of the things that teachers are really looking for right now is experiences that engage that creativity in kiddos and help them really express their uniqueness and passions. And you know, Eric, it, there's so many great things that teachers are asking for. I am so happy that the ed tech companies are responsive to all of those things. Now, you and Nick, um, what was it? You guys kind of did a divide and conquer, right? Because obviously you guys couldn't handle the whole floor every single day, but I know you had a chance to go out and meet some of the educators. What were you seeing about the educators that, or what were you, what were you asking the educators while you were out there? The, the two things that we were really asking them first was, uh, what is their take home from ISTE 2019? So what was something that they viewed or they read about or they sat in a session? What was something that they were excited to take back to their teachers? And uh, we talked to several teachers. We asked several teachers, uh, educators, administrators too, uh, tech coaches, everybody that. And we got some great answers there. So we're going to play those uh, clips uh, for you. Well, obviously, there's a lot of amazing things. Um, student voice is really big this year, and so I really like the idea of using podcasts for students in the classroom. And so I've gotten a few uh, vendors and some websites. We're going to go back and try that. But number one, we're going to use a synth, S-Y-N-T-H.com, and we're going to try that in some class. Well, the, the, definitely the buzzword I've been obsessed with is personalized learning, and I attended a session that I'd also attended three years ago that really reminded me of self-pacing in a traditional classroom and how we can accomplish personalized learning to meet the individual needs of students, even within the box that we're given in a traditional learning environment. I love that there was a focus on mental health and how we can improve uh, the mental health of our students using technology. So I saw several presentations on assistive technology, and then right now I just saw another one about stop, breathe, and think to kind of like have them calm down before tests, or maybe if they're having a rough day, they can meditate and get themselves kind of together so they're able to learn. Um, I do a lot with global collaboration in my classroom, so we connect uh, with classes um, all around the world and individuals. Uh, we do global collaborative projects, um, so I did a couple of sessions on that. Um, so I'm really interested in the uh, new website for Skype in the Classroom that will be coming out this fall. Um, also, Empatico is a great resource to connect your classroom. Um, Bunsi, you can do a lot of things with them. So there are a lot of tools here uh, that will help your students go global um, and focus on the UN Sustainable Development Goals, uh, which is really important, um, and just to connect and help make the world a better place. I think there's so much to take away. It's my first ISTE conference. I'm originally from the UK, uh, so I'm just trying to get up to speed with what's happening here in the US. Um, I've loved the, the, just the e-safety and digital citizenship pieces that are here. I think that's um, so major in terms of education and what's, what needs to be in the classroom and needs to be better. That's probably my biggest takeaway, the new resources in that. You know, Eric, it, it is one thing to be running around when again, there's 20,000 people running around that whole vendor floor. It's another thing to actually sit and have meaningful conversations. I am so glad that you and Nick had a chance to reach out and meet some of the people that were there. Um, and really, you know, again, ISTE is all about us, right? It's the International Society of Technology Using Educators. It's not the International Society for Technology Educational 
companies, right? Everybody's here to help out what's going on in our in our classrooms. And you also had a chance to meet teachers and you asked them another important question. Yeah, we, we asked uh, what were the initial like hot topics that they mm. were going to uh, um, why did they come to ISTE? What what hot topics were they looking for in the program? What uh, hot topics did they want to make sure that, that were covered by the expo floor and, and all that? So we uh, we got to meet up with several uh, educators for that as well, and they had some pretty on-point answers. Uh, we, we talk about personalized learning. We talk about um, just basically coming to ISTE for confidence, and I I think that's a huge one because uh, if you're at a small school with not a lot of resources, you want to make sure that you're taking advantage of everything that you can make advantage of. And uh, so that was another one. Uh, you know, STEM was in there, growing your PLN, all that good stuff. So a lot of teachers, uh, educators, administrators came up with some uh, answers that were on point, but just how they express their answer, I think, is the takeaway message there. All right. So we're going to roll a few extra clips here. And again, we want to say thank you to every ed tech vendor and every educator, uh, every educator that found, uh, you know, really found the time to sit down with us and talk. It wasn't easy to get everybody together, but we want to say thank you. And let's play a couple of these extra clips here as we learn what do teachers want next year at ISTE. The one thing is, um, since I'm a principal is how to be a better leader and to manage my time better with all the tech tools and all the trainings that I've been to. Overall, I've had really great sessions. That's what I like about ISTE. Okay. Um, it really makes me motivated and learn from other educators where I'm typically in the district where I'm giving the professional development. I'm not always the person who's learning. I'm the person giving. So that's why I love experiences like this at ISTE where I get to learn as well, just like other teachers in my district get to learn from me. I get to learn from other educators. So it really inspires me of taking what we're doing and moving forward and then getting other ideas and how we could intertwine that with our district initiatives as well. So I had the privilege of being able to present this morning. So it's a nice way to sort of extend your PLN. Um, your personal learning network, as well as it's really nice as being an educator to collaborate with other people, um, also to see some familiar faces, but um, the BYOD workshops are all, like, that's the only thing I ever go to when I come to ISTE. So the poster sessions are my favorite because you get a lot of ideas in a short amount of time. I would highly recommend them. And I'm glad to see that my school and our efforts to improve our, our education system is uh, in the correct trail for the new tendency of education. So I'm very happy to be here in Eastern today, 2019. You know, Eric, no matter what or who you're speaking to at ISTE, the one thing is certain, we are all looking forward to Anaheim. I actually had an opportunity while uh, working at the Microsoft Education booth to speak with Richard Coletta, the CEO of ISTE. And, and I got to tell you a, a fun story here. Um, Microsoft has an amazing booth. It's a two-story booth. And I'm sitting up there on the perch, just kind of looking out and kind of reflecting on everything. And way down below, um, there's Richard Coletta waving his hands up in the air trying to get my attention. 
And I knew that he wanted to come up and, and, and take a look around, but I was also in broadcasting mode. So I went down and shook his hand. How you doing? I brought him up and, and, and I got to tell you, just before he was able to go and start to look around and take some pictures, I handed him the microphone and I said, hey, would you mind getting on camera for a few moments? And him and I did a five minute interview. I'm going to put the link to here, uh, to everything on here. Um, really, he's a wonderful guy. I, I, I am so impressed with the stuff that ISTE did, you know, since he took over as CEO. And I'm looking forward to uh, to Anaheim next year. Um, you know, and already I said, you know, one of the questions I said to him is, you know, probably by the time the interview is over, the website is already going to be changed around. And yes. so if you're looking for any information, I, I figured out the secret, right? If you go to isteconference.org, it's whatever the current version looks like. But if you go to isteconference.org slash 2019 slash 2018, you can actually see the full website from the previous years. You can see how ISTE is really growing up and growing more mature. And I love that about how they design their website and stuff like that. So if you haven't had a chance to, please head on over to teachercast.net slash ISTE. We're going to have all of our... Um, ISTE 2019 coverage, including all of our Microsoft interviews and including our interview with uh, with Richard Coletta, the CEO of ISTE. Um, it was such a great time. Before we wrap up here, Eric, I got to ask, what was your one lasting memory that you're going to take away, maybe personal, or that you're going to sit back and go, all right, next year when I get in the classroom, I want to try that? Uh, for me, it was just growth professionally. Um, not only as an educator, I've met a lot of great ed tech coaches out there and a lot of great teachers that uh, we shared ideas, we bounced ideas off of, but also um, me personally getting out of my comfort zone in a lot of different ways during this conference and just seeing how me out of my comfort zone is accepted to other educators. It, it's kind of like they met me halfway on some of these. Uh, I want to talk, I want to express some opinions that I have and together we just grew together through several different topics and I really appreciated that and it kind of reminds me when I went to college for the first time uh, we had that freshman orientation week every freshman wants to make friends and that was kind of my ISTE I, I didn't I made a lot of new friends I caught up with old ones and I just grew professionally I, I, I got to say, for me, the one thing I'm going to take away from this year is the really it's the community. And I'm going to do a show on this after I kind of unbox myself from ISTE and, and get things down. So look look for that maybe later on this week or even maybe next Monday's episode of Ask the Tech Coach. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about it. But I got to tell you, I had so many amazing people come up and say how much they enjoy listening to TeacherCast and how many people I actually had somebody come up and say that they're actually using the, the our Ask the Tech Coach show um, in as, as like a book review. Uh, like they're doing a weekly podcast review out there for everything that we're doing on the show. Um, I I was so th like floored when when somebody came up and said that stuff. I think it's absolutely awesome. So if you are out there and you know, if you've been listening to the show, if you've been supporting the show, uh, I want to say thank you out there for everybody. Um, you know, and, and a big shout out. I just want to say a big shout out to Susanna Summers. Um, she and I met at one of the Google parties 
And she said some amazing things about the channel. So if you're out there listening, please, please, please know uh, I really appreciate all the stuff that you guys are doing. And I want to say thank you, right? Like um, the one thing I love about ISTE, Eric, is... Um, you know, our, again, I'm going to talk about this later on another show, but you know, our anniversary is, is July 11th. So we always do ISTE and then we do like a little happy birthday anniversary show for teacher cast. And my goodness, eight years as coming up for teacher cast here. And it is awesome to go out to ISTE just to kind of see who's listening to the show, but most importantly, what topics do you want? And we want to know what topics that you guys are wanting. If you guys have any topics for our podcasting channel, for our tech coaching channel or anything, ed tech in general, we would love to hear from you guys and of course you can go over to teachercast.net slash subscribe and get you know email us leave us a voicemail all that great stuff i am so excited about what's going on this year in ed tech and i know you guys are too eric i gotta tell you i forgot to even bring this topic up at the beginning of the show but you're also a podcaster <laughs> and, yeah. and I to- i'm sorry i totally blew through that at the beginning i realized that i never introduced you properly tell us a little bit about your show and, and where can we find out all the great things that you and your partner nick are doing well our show is called got tech the podcast and basically we're doing the research for the teacher and for the ed tech coaches on the different types of ed tech topics and apps extensions and all that good stuff so we, uh, we, we save you time so you guys can focus on teaching your class. And that, that is the biggest thing there for us. And you could go to www.gottech.com and you can learn more about our show. And we also run a blog and we give away some free um, PDFs, some free uh, guides and things like that that you can check out and uh, using your classroom tomorrow. I got to say, you know, the whole concept of saving time is something that I like. It's something that I need. And I got to tell you, um, you know, you, you guys got a great website. You guys have a good stuff. If you haven't checked out Got Tech yet, please check them out. Uh, we will, of course, have uh, Eric's uh, bio and, and, and show notes and all, all the links and stuff are going to be on our show. This is going to be found not on the Tech Coach side, not on the TeacherCast podcast side, but this is going to be found over on TeacherCast.net slash ISTE, where you can check out all of this stuff from not only 2019, but way back to 2012 and you can check out all of our crazy isti interviews at that point eric i want to say thank you so much not only for partnering up with me at isti to do some great things but also for coming on the show today we're going to be getting back into our normal teacher cast programming over the next few weeks i'm looking forward to having our good friend nick back on the tech coach side he's finally moved he's in his house and we are looking forward to getting the the, the tech coach mastermind started back up in august and september and if you're interested in that you can visit over at askthetechcoach.com and learn all about our mastermind. We also are looking forward to launching some of the great things that we talked about at ISTE, and we'll be doing some shows on that. So check out everything that's going on, and don't forget to check out Eric's and Nick's show, Got Teched, over at www.gottech.com. And we want to say thank you guys to you. Before we go, before we go, before we go, I cannot end this rela- uh, this show without thanking two important companies. I want to thank our friends at Microsoft Education for making my trip to ISTE 2019 possible. And while we were at ISTE, we were giving away free podcasting equipment. That's right. Anybody that came to our sessions got a free uh, ticket that they took to the Think Right booth. 
And you can find more information about them over at I Think Right. And they were giving away free podcasting headphones. And I want to say thank you to our friends over at Think Right. So, Eric, thank you to that. Microsoft Education, Think Right. Thank you guys for sponsoring our trip to ISTE 2019. I very much appreciate it. And for you guys out there who's listening to the TeacherCast Educational Network, I want to say thank you guys for the last eight years of making TeacherCast your home for professional development. So, on behalf of Eric, Nick, Nick, and everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.